What up, Average Ballers? Happy Mama Day, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we'll be touching base on rookies, FIBA basketball, and our favorite moments in Kobe's career. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And as always, enjoy the podcast. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Average Ballers podcast. Hello. Today, our guest is none other than fan favorite, June Park. Yes, sir. Ooh, fan favorite. Fan favorite, dude. Ooh, you got, hello. You got two fans here. Nice. <laughs> All right. So we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, a lot of survey type stuff happening across, you know, online web polls and all that stuff. And uh, so the NBA Rookie Survey 2019 came out, all the results. And they do this every year, pretty much just poll all the rookies before the season and ask them a bunch of questions and just get to see their opinion and their take on, um, you know, their fellow uh, draft mates and uh this year you know when they polled all the rookies and asked them who will be the 2019-20 kia rookie of the year 35 percent of rookies voted zion 27 percent john morant and five percent for rj barrett and cam reddish so majority going to zion what do you guys think do you guys think that i know simon we talked about it before but june let's ask you first mm-hmm. You think Zion's a favorite, or you got like someone else to win the the rookie of the year? Probably Zion. I don't know. There's I don't I don't really put much thought into it. I mean, do you think that he's gonna have a really good year? Because that's usually who wins, right? The rookie of the year. They're gonna have a good year. Then that's what it translates to. I think that Zion will get a lot of minutes on his team, and that will just like naturally. His stats are going to be boosted up I see. the more you play, you know. Okay. So, Makes sense. But uh, only because of that. I see. So not because he's just this spectacular talent. Because yeah, he has like lower exposure, basically. Yeah. Because I think he has a lot more right. to work on. But I really, I really like Jaw. Right. Nice. Yeah. yeah I, um, ESPN also did a poll and they had Zion at, um, you know, first with 72% of ESPN analysts votes going to Zion. But all the second-place votes go to Jaw. And I don't know, before the season started, before before even the draft, um, everyone liked RJ's talent better, but then it's seeming like more and more, and especially after RJ's you know, games in the summer league, everyone mm-hmm. is favoring Jaw Morant a little bit more. So you guys you know, agree with that? Yeah, um, just before the draft actually happened, like, I think like for a month or two, people were going more towards Ja, mm-hmm. and people. I don't know if you remember we talked about assignment, but mm-hmm. people were like saying Ja might go one. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that wow. good. Yeah. yeah. So he's. I think he's getting the respect he deserves. Yeah. I like him a lot better than RJ. Mm-hmm. You think? I mean, you think uh, Ja's gonna have a better career than RJ? Like significantly better? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. Maj- uh, majority of the cases, you know, of the time when, when people, or at least the rookies, whoever they chose for who they thought would be the rookie of the year, they never actually end up being the rookie of the year. And if you guys think about it, a lot of the favorites that we think about from the p- previous years, they don't really end up being um, the actual rookie of the year. And so I feel like there's a good chance just historically that Zion's just not going to become the rookie of the year just because it it hasn't happened since yeah, just what how it played out the yeah, past few years. 2007 was the last time it actually happened where the favorite won and that was Kevin Durant. That's like obvious, right? But yeah. besides that, like previous years, 
um, all the guys that, uh, like just last year, you know, um, DeAndre Ayton and Colin Sexton were the favorites, sure. but we know that Luca and Trey were the favorites after the season, and then Luca ended up winning. So that's crazy. I mean, it's interesting just to see the rookies takes. They all, uh, you know, do see Zion as someone who can win the award, but it. I mean, it, at this point, it just kind of feels like it's a popularity award. Yeah. You know, with Whoever has like the most exposure. Yeah, honestly, that's uh-huh. that's what you know you guys were saying. Who so is featured on Bleacher Report the most. Yeah, I see Zion's name everywhere. You sure. know, it's annoying. But yeah, I'm with you guys on Jaw. Like, I feel like he did get love, but like not enough love. I feel like he's he's like in a solid place. Even his position on the team that he's on, like he's he has all the tools to be a, a great success. And um. This leads to the next question in the survey that they asked the rookies is, which rookie will have the best career overall? And interestingly Dang. enough, all the rookies voted Cam Reddish, or not all of them, but 19% of the rookies voted Cam Reddish to have the best NBA career. And again, Jaws at second with 16% of the rookies thinking that uh, he'll have the best career. And then DeAndre Hunter with 11% of votes. And then you got a bunch of other players you know, sprinkled around. You got RJ and Zion with 5% of the votes. Jackson Hayes, Kobe White, but that's so interesting. What do you guys think about Cam Reddish being voted? You know, it's a it's a surprise for sure, but I'm more surprised that Zion's at like five percent. Yeah, not even second or not even third. Like that's crazy to me. True, because I thought Zion would probably be up there because of the whole popularity thing. And these are from his peers too. Yeah. yeah. So guys, he's played against in college. Yeah, these dude. His friends kind of like threw him under the bus with this <laughs> vote, but you know, honestly, though, I, uh, I just, I don't understand this Cam Reddish vote. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I really don't see what. I like Cam Reddish a lot. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, just don't see why he would have the find best his career. Success, not him being like the go-to guy, uh-huh. but he's very like Swiss Army knife material. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of roles. I see. I see. So he might like, just become like a better Iguodala or something. Oh. Iguodala, that's that's considered best career. Iguodala finals had, MVP, you know, pretty good career. You're right, finals. He MVP. never averaged like 20, but you know. Yeah, he's a solid career. Yeah. Yeah, multiple NBA champion. Yeah, I every, mean, every team can use an Iggy. It's it's interesting because this really shows a different aspect of of the game that we'll never understand because you know we're just average. Yeah. But average ballers. These yeah. uh, <laughs> these are fellow rookies. So they they've played against Zion. They've played against Cam. They know their games. They've watched film on each other. You know, they've practiced together. And so these rookies are saying that overall, looking at Cam's game, they feel like he's built the best for success, which is so interesting because that means they're saying that they, they don't think that Zion will get to that level. Like, and, yeah. and Simon, we talked about it too. We feel like obviously Zion's not where he's, you know, he's not at his peak. Yeah, for sure. When it comes to his, you know, ability and talent. But um, it's not just us who uh, doubted zion's ability to you know um advance his game but maybe mm-hmm. his even his fellow rookies are kind of doubting his ability to maybe uh, they probably see it too yeah. they probably see him more than we do yeah. because like they've played with him and you know they've lived with this guy but yeah i'm i'm still holding true to the fact that his career might be stuck at a blake griffin level you know if if that at all because blake's not bad yeah yeah, yeah. blake yeah. did definitely did develop his game right because like he he changed his game to fit the modern NBA, but uh, I don't know. Just like, like yeah, Zion Williams shot. 
It's kind of questionable, dude. He has a way to go. He has a way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, with Cam, yeah, I think his ceiling is going to be, yeah, like an Iguodala, maybe in like some like a clay, like, because Cam Reddish, his, his thing coming into college and even coming out, he was known for his shooting ability, you know, being long, yeah. being able to be versatile. And True. that's kind of like what you need to be able to do in the NBA nowadays. Yeah, you know? Iguodala with the shot. Yeah. Man. He can, you know, he can be very effective yeah. in the NBA. And so if he doesn't have to be the go-to guy, you know, um, he can definitely become, you know, yeah. a secondary role player that can and excel at that position. And yeah. again, uh, you know, what is like the best NBA career? Is it like you got to be yeah. the star and have, you know, multiple MVPs or can you, can you be? That's like uh, the apex of like a, the best career that right. you could possibly think of. But I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that have like a solid career without the notable like notable you know titles or yeah. whatnot but yeah like clay thompson for example like yes he does have the rings but at the same time like his if he if he on paper it's incomparable to lebron but still like i i would i would definitely want to have like a career like clay yeah. thompson you, like, you can't say that lebron's nba career is that much better than yeah clay's nba career if you're just going to like championships and sure if that's how we measure at least the career of an nba player is success in, in wins and championships then yeah it's pretty it's pretty close yeah, uh scalabrini is the goat <laughs> so yeah i think uh it does kind of shine a little bit of of new light sure. into the abilities of these rookies and coming into this year uh what they're looking at and how they see the situation obviously yeah zion has all the all the hype, all the attention, and we know that mm -hmm. everyone's going to be watching him. But this makes me now want to watch Cam and yeah. see what he's capable of doing. Yeah, it makes me – I mean, I've always wanted to see what Jaw's going to be able to do when he comes in. But guys like DeAndre Hunter and, and Jackson Hayes, guys who don't have, um, you know, the Bleacher Report articles written all about them, but uh -huh. their fellow rookies are excited to see them. True. So um, it's always, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, it's – it's you know, they're polling NBA players on – on what they think and it's always interesting to see the insight of these guys because you know we can never really see it without this opportunity but if you know historically it's just interesting to see too if you if we don't really think about um too much about like where guys were drafted and you know we we do remember last year's rookie class and we know that they were pretty good but we we always forget just kind of like where guys were drafted and where they were taken and and how many times the top picks were missed and guys in like you know in the 10th and 10th pick and after were the actual um steals and the actual really good picks but True. yeah uh moving on uh you know again with these articles and and these polls that have been uh you know released espn they came out what and you know espn it's like the top sports news place and they have experts on their, you know, panels and, and this and that. So, you know, they polled their experts and they came out with who they believed will be um, the favorites to win the NBA title, along with their uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference standings. And I thought this was a little interesting uh, how they set it up, but they polled, you know, a bunch of, you know, of their experts and ESPN came out with the Clippers as the, you know, pretty like odds on favorite to win the title this year with the Milwaukee Bucks with the second best odds and the Sixers with the third best odds and the Lakers with the fourth best odds. So I know we talked a lot about, you know, 
which teams that we like coming into this year and which teams that we think are going to win the championship. But mm-hmm. these, you know, quote unquote experts, they have the Clippers as 54% of the, almost 55% of the votes, which is majority of these analysts and experts yeah. think that the Clippers are going to win. Trying to put a little bit of the bias aside because we, uh, we're all Lakers fans here. And, 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 but I think we can, we can look at this objectively as just, you know, basketball I, I fans. Can't, I, can't. <laughs> I mean, what do you guys think about that? It's uh, Mamba Day today. How uh, can we? Are the Clippers, should they be that favored? That's not what Vegas says, at least in my opinion. <laughs> but um, they're up there. Is this? Uh, if y- I didn't have a team, I would say Clippers, uh-huh. to be honest. But it's probably Lakers. You think the Clippers can easily take on any Eastern Conference team? Dude, it's freaking Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah, but then at the Jeez. same time, it's their first year together, you know? And, like... I think they'll work together. In my I feel like Paul George kind of got exposed in the past two uh, postseasons. Like, oh, yeah. But he has Kawhi now to make up for it. You're basically losing out one huge franchise player in that dy- dynamic duo. You You're know? not really losing out because the way I see it is that, like, him and Russell Westbrook... Uh huh. Is a completely different story with him and Kawhi Leonard. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, we all know Russell Westbrook and his antics. Uh huh. What Paul George couldn't do, Kawhi can do. Paul George can just, even if if he plays a secondary role, I see him putting up twenty every game. Mm-hmm. To be honest. In a regular season or in postseason? In postseason. Really. He averaged twenty eight last year in the regular season. Yeah. Uh huh. Which is, I got surprised. Mm-hmm. Simon knows I was the biggest. Paul, Paul George, George Doubter, <laughs> yeah. straight up. He was so overrated. Check yeah. his stats. He's never averaged more than 24 mm-hmm. points in his whole career. Exactly. And then last year, he just, just he was broke phenomenal, yeah. honestly. Yeah, he was an MVP candidate. Yeah. But then I just feel like every every time in the po- – or not every time, but the past two years in the postseason, it's been like he's great in the regular season, but in the postseason, he just disappears. Like well, Joe Ingles ex- exposed him. It's like – but honestly, like, you play a team and you're guaranteed, not guaranteed, but you're going to play best out of seven, right? Yeah. They can change up their defensive settings. Mm-hmm. No one's going to double Westbrook. Honestly. They don't need to. Yeah. yeah. I see. He'll miss his own shots yeah. for you. <laughs> but Kawhi and Paul George, uh-huh. it's like if you double team one, the other one's yeah. going to go off. You I know? see. Okay. If you don't double team, they could just eat their defender. Yeah. So I think it'll be an easier time for Paul George. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I actually think that Paul George will average more points than Kawhi Leonard. Really? Yeah, because Paul George Kawhi is okay with letting someone be a scorer. Like mm-hmm. he's he's fine with that. Mm-hmm. And, and we've seen it historically too. I mean, he had to learn also being on the Spurs, not being the go-to guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's helped him develop the ability to be like, okay, I don't need to have the ball 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. Like let's you know, move the ball around. And Paul George, he's a scorer. That's his mentality. And yeah. he, he averaged more points than Russell Westbrook. That's That says a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. He, like, you wouldn't really think that... If you told me two years ago, before the season started, that that Paul George would average more points than Russell Westbrook, I would have been like, no way. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. But he, he was able to do it. And I think... That's crazy. Especially with having someone like Kawhi, who's... who You know, they kind of play the same position. Mm-hmm. But like you said, June, if Kawhi's going off... Uh, or... Sorry, if George is going off, then Kawhi can take that defensive load that Paul George usually has to take. So yeah. I think it's just set up for Paul George to be able to score easier. Whereas, yeah, he's in a great place. Yeah, with Westbrook, yeah. just like 
they you know they don't need to give as much attention you know it just it, the dynamic is different I see, I see so i think i mean not saying it's guaranteed but i could see where you know paul george has a much easier year this year you know compared to uh last year wow. with westbrook but yeah i mean it's tough again if i wasn't a lakers fan i might have to go with the clippers as the favorites mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. you know and i, I don't want to say it's by much uh, it's it's by a slim margin, I think. Um, Who comes in second then? Second, in my opinion, I don't know. It's interesting. These experts must see. I mean, I'm not saying it like like sarcastically, but they must see something. If they're saying that the Lakers are like well below the favorites, like they're they yeah. have multiple teams above the Lakers and yeah, that's that means confusing to me too they, they see something I don't know if that they see it as like the Lakers are not good enough or these other teams are that much better yeah I uh-huh. think though it's they don't think the Lakers are good enough not that these other yeah. teams are They're so much haters, b- better than them I mean Lakers always receive a lot of hate honestly sure throughout the years but okay I, I have Lakers on my two I, I would personally also have yeah. like dude yeah. it's LeBron James yeah, yeah LeBron AD yeah. like like I think Everyone's just forgetting, he honestly. He's in the playoffs, like yeah, like he's, he's different. Yeah, he's a different animal, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Even if he was on the Cavs, any other team, you can't really take him out of, like. No, no way. Yeah, yeah. I also feel him, like you know? the, this last season definitely tainted people's perspective on him. Cause, oh, like, for sure. His regular season was like super questionable, you know, but I. I can he still average, yeah, yeah, he average points. insane yeah, numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like his decision making in the games and stuff like that. But I just feel like Lakers being second or even first is like the most reasonable pick. Like being fourth, like how dare you? Yeah, like, so <sighs> I mean, the two teams that they have above the Lakers are the Bucks and 76ers. Uh, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I think that the Bucks and 76ers are going to be good. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They'll be great. Sure. They'll be like the Eastern Conference champions, yeah. either, either one of them. I don't see any other team touching that title. But then if it's going to become like a seven-game series between the Lakers and um, Bucks or 76ers, it's like, dude, ah, yeah, piss I, me off. I trust, I trust LeBron's abilities. Exactly. In the playoffs to be able to, you know, uh, Clippers will be a different story, I think, a little bit just because of the matchups. But at least when it comes to playing teams with not that much experience like the Bucks or the Sixers. Sure, sure. In a seven-game series, I feel like LeBron and anyone, like not even just the Lakers as they're constructed now, if you just put LeBron on a team, yeah, like they he, should be just favored, Yeah, you know? <laughs> he took the, the 2018... Cavs, that team was trash. Yeah. I mean, with Kyrie and Love injured. Yeah, or 2018. 2018. That's when Cavs got swept. 4-0, remember? In the finals. Yeah, in the finals. So I'm talking like that team was super trash. But then if LeBron's able to, to take that team to the finals, like I'm pretty sure he could take the Lakers to the finals. Easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all know how good LeBron... I mean, we remember because, well, obviously he's on the Lakers, so yeah. we know. Um, but... Yeah, I I guess if we put Lakers at two, then would you guys agree that Milwaukee and you know the Seventy Sixers would probably be the yeah. three and four then? Because yeah. uh, I I could see that. Yeah, I don't see. I mean, do you see? I don't even know how the Golden State Warriors receive this many favorites, but favorite votes. But do you think the Houston Rockets are better than the Bucks or the Sixers or nah? Nah. 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 nah, I don't think so. Okay, nah. I mean Simon, you you put a lot of love on them. I did, but then you know, like before, ah, uh, 
Is this seeing like, I don't know. I just, how I compare it immediately off the top of my head is starting vice, starting five versus the other starting five. Okay. And then I just see like Ben, Joel, Horford, you know, all those guys versus like Clint, James, Russ, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like the 76ers are, they have like a, they're the favorite, but by, not by too much. Uh-huh. I do see see like a if it was a like seven game series, it it going to like a game seven situation. But I'd give it to seventy sixers. Okay, slightly over, but I don't know why the Utah Utah Jazz are in seven. Like they're tripping. Yeah, they got some votes. Three. To, this is, and this is to win it all. Yeah, this, that's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. It, winning it all is kind of insane. I like, mean, I don't know how many um, people they polled, but there there must be some like Utah Jazz journalists or yeah, whatever ex Utah Jazz players that they true, true. they asked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess yeah. If we're looking at it as objectively as possible, mm-hmm. it it would honestly be Clippers at one by a small margin. Sure, Lakers at two. Yeah, and then um, Sixers. Well, actually, I would have Bucks over Sixers just, just because of Giannis. Gonna, yeah, that's but it. I don't see anyone from the East winning the title. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. No matter what. No matter what. Ooh. that's what I think. So I, for here. me, it doesn't really matter who wins. Mm-hmm. It's um, gonna be a Western Conference. Giannis got exposed last postseason. He did. He got really exposed. But at the, the same time, what's that? At the same time, I feel like, you know, it's his first, you know, finals oh, yeah, appearance. He's super young. He has time to work. But like, you come off such a crazy uh-huh. season, yeah. And then you, he got everyone thinks like this guy's like top. Some people are saying he's best in the league, whatever. Yeah. And this guy get, gets exposed. It's good for him because he's time to grow now. But yeah, it's like a chip on his shoulder. I can't, now. I can't see him leading the team to a chip. Is what I'm saying. Right. Wow. I mean, it's tough. They just had one of the best seasons ever that they could have had. Yeah. And Giannis had a great season, and for him to top that by that much more would be really hard, I think. Yeah, yeah. The defense is like they figure you out. Yeah. Like seven game series. Seven game series. Yeah, sure, sure. Giannis, he couldn't drive. Yeah. And <laughs> after that, he can't shoot. Yeah. So when the ball's in his hand, it's kind of it pointless. looked it looked bad. Yeah, yeah. it looked bad. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty. Um. So, yeah, I guess I would have to give the edge to the Western Conference, whether it's the Clippers or or the Lakers. I think. I mean. I don't know if it's biased, but yeah, I would I would favor them over the Bucks or the Sixers if it was the finals. Yeah. Okay. In a seven game series. Yeah. Um, I think that the Bucks and the Sixers would definitely put up a fight. It's not yeah. gonna be like yeah. a sweep or anything, yeah, but for sure. Yeah, I think uh I would put my money on the Western Conference, the chip coming to the Western Conference again this year. Um yes, or yeah, come back. So uh the the analysts or the experts they also kind of came out with their Eastern Conference standings and their Western Conference standings. So we'll start with the East here. Uh they have the Bucks projected at one, Sixers projected at two, and then Celtics, Pacers, Nets, Raptors, Heat, Magic. So that's gonna be your playoffs. Who do you guys think is the most underrated team and overrated? Let's start with underrated. So, I mean, you could start off. Who do you think is the most underrated, according to these standings that they came out with? I feel like the Hawks. I feel like they're not giving them enough respect. Mm -hmm. So, they're in 10th place, according Mm -hmm. to the standings. Um, For sure, like, you know, it's a young group. But I think after last season, 
Because their team didn't change too much. Like, no. The Hawks are underrated. That's what you said? Yeah. Well, according to according, these standards, according saying, to this. So I, you're saying they'll do better than 10th. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think they'll do better than 10th. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, Orlando, they did make it to the playoffs last year. But... <sighs> I think everyone forgot they did. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they they literally got swept under the rugs. But anyways, Even though they... If, they beat the Raptors in um in one um in a game uh during the playoffs, but um I don't know, just like that that what that's what sticks out to me the most. Okay. Um. So you're saying, do you think the Hawks can make it to the playoffs? Potentially, yeah. Mm, okay. I think I think we could see Atlanta be, uh, going to the playoffs again. All right. Really? I think so. Interesting. I mean, they would. I don't. I'm not saying that they're gonna do phenomenally well, mm-hmm. but I don't know, like. I don't uh, see it, man. You don't see it? No. What's okay. that? Let's we agree to disagree. <laughs> they they kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they do. They're so young, and <laughs> they, they just picked up Cam Reddish during a re- during a rebuilding time. Yeah. So they have a bunch of young players. I don't uh-huh. think they're expecting to win. But at the same time, I just feel like there's like they they're gonna start playing with the chip on their shoulder, and because they're so young and. Like I feel like the dynamic of their entire core is just so much stronger than people think it is, mm-hmm. and for Eventually. example, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I feel like this this off season kind of created an opportunity for them to, you know, something kind of shoot for. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like they're kind of placed where they should be. But June, who do you like? Who who do you think is underrated according to the list? Uh. No, I don't really care about this list. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. Like, Celtics, Pacers, Nets, Raptors. I don't know who's underrated. I don't know who's over. I just yeah. think they all suck. <laughs> yeah, know. you know, it's it's funny because according to the Western Conference, you could kind of like, I could definitely see yeah. who's underrated and overrated. Yeah. But when it came to the East, it was just, like, just like one glob of like. Yeah, it was uh, just like, uh, it's there's the Bucks and the 76ers and then there's the rest. True. Yeah. But uh, I think that the Celtics are going to play way better than they did last year. I think Kemba will be a better fit mm-hmm. than Kyrie. And it's not because Kemba's a better player. Right. It's just he'll fit the system better. He'll play with the guys better. Who okay. do you think is overrated then? Nope. For me, I think for sure the Nets are overrated. Same. I feel. I, I don't get. I don't. I see them as like Kyrie. a seven, seventh seed. I know they have Kyrie, but it's like yeah. I think the Celtics were constructed just as good as the Nets. Take away Kyrie, right? Take yeah. take him away, and you just look at the Celtics, and you just look at the Nets. I feel like the Celtics are a better team. Yeah, like but the Celtics has so much ego. That's true. Terry Rozier. I mean, they did have but some. They got rid stuff. of them. Now. Hayward. No, when Kyrie, Kyrie yeah. played with. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Ky- I just I said now. Pl- Kyrie is playing with people with less ego now. Oh, that's for I sure. See, I see. I mean, I I just don't I don't have that much faith in Kyrie. That's yeah. it. That's what it is to, to me. Yeah, because he hasn't. He hasn't proven it yet, yeah. so this is his chance to prove it. like his his ability to lead so a team. So let's say and he like, fails. Yeah. Let's say he, you know, he worst case scenario like, like a first like, seat, first round knockout. Yeah, first round knockout. Is is he an over or, or overrated player just in general? Uh, I think it depends on how he gets knocked out. I Even see. if it's a first round knockout, because yeah. I mean, no one really expects the Nets to like do that amazing. Yeah, yeah. like they're gonna make it to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I think, and I think they'll be more closer to an a seventh and an eighth than than the fifth in my opinion but again Kyrie's a great player uh and i think because there's always been some sort of narrative around him oh he's playing with lebron like yeah 
like how good is he really oh the Celtics like the locker room issues like everything went you know mm-hmm. a lot of blame was getting thrown around so this is the first time in a long time I think Kyrie is just here's he no your excuses. this is your team right now yeah, Kyrie he has no this excuses. year I wonder you know? how much he cares if KD's coming next year that too, that too. Yeah. but we'll see I mean so he doesn't even have that much to play for I feel like yeah. except for his own personal like he's just trying to get through this yeah just don't get hurt like yeah, <laughs> yeah just make sure kd's doing all right like just check up on kd every yeah, day you know yeah. that's his job just hey, make hey, sure you good you yeah good? yeah it, i'm trying to do my best here but yeah. just come back soon okay yeah. Um, well. yeah but at least yeah with the Easter conference definitely um i yeah i read it it was interesting they were just saying how in the i don't know if this is too true but there was an article that was saying it kind of flipped a little bit in the sense that um before it was always like the the champions it was going to be like the warriors or the the rockets and then on the eastern conference side it was like uh maybe lebron and then there were no other teams but the, uh this person who wrote the article that i read was saying how milwaukee and the sixers are they're just heavy favorites just because they have the same teams and they got a little bit better mm-hmm. and whereas in the western conference so many teams are like new that they're yeah. the power isn't isn't it's not proven yet yeah so they're saying how it seems like there's more guarantee. It kind of flipped in the sense that the Sixers and Bucks are like the Eastern Conference version of the you know Warriors and yeah. the Rockets from the past. Yeah, the entire yeah. NBA, I feel like it shifted a little bit entire offseason, um, and so. But still, the Western Conference is definitely stronger. Sure. Um, so let, let, let's stacked. let's look at the Western Conference. Um, so they had the Bucks. I know the Bucks, the Nuggets, and the Clippers tied for the best record, but the Nuggets will probably edge them out due, due to like i don't know a couple like a couple games like it, it, w- it would be half a game mm-hmm. so nuggets would be first seed clippers second houston at three jazz at four lakers five warriors blazers spurs and that would round out the playoffs but the utah team the spurs who would be the eighth seed are only separated by you know three games from the 10th team which they have the pelicans at, at 10 but all right who do you guys think is an underrated or overrated team in the Western Conference? Overrated, According to this list, overrated yeah. Utah Jazz at four. You think yeah, so? I don't think they're a four team. Uh, what seed were they last year? I think they were. I think they might have been four. Let me let me let me check this real quick. Yeah, th- I'm not a big fan of Jazz. Yeah, neither am I. Yeah, it's like I get it. Like they, I feel like they lost a lot. Off of that, I'm Mike just a not, not a big Donovan Mitchell fan, to be honest. Same. Yeah. I, I feel he, you. He got exposed too, actually. Like, yeah. You, you'll read, like you'll get a Bleacher Report. Donovan Mitchell dropped 28 points. You're like, oh shoot, let me check his stats. 13 for 35 shooting. <laughs> what you know? the hell? Like the, he's such a big like volume shooter. Yeah. I don't like that. It, I f- okay, you know, I hear. I don't know if that's necessarily a hot take, but I feel like Donovan Mitchell's game is slowly gonna start becoming a russell westbrook game Ooh, you think so you think i so? don't kind of see that yeah i see what you're coming from I okay see, I, I see him following his footsteps okay well let me so the jazz last year they were fifth seed so how they're many, just saying how many games did they win they won uh let me see because on here it says they're projected to win 52 that's a lot that is a lot that's a lot of games yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's like the margins are so tight you know like yeah. 54 is a second seed 54 is a first seed, too. Oh, yeah, 54 is yeah, a first yeah. seed, too. And then you have Utah Jazz 50. have 52. It's like two games off. Which means yeah. they could they could win. Yeah, they're like technically three Actually, games, this three is games crazy behind. Because I don't know if, like, I don't know if third 
seed, fourth seed, fifth seed means anything now because exactly it's just two, three games away. Yeah, Dang. you're basically the same team almost. But then that's how it was last season too. Yeah, a lot of times West. in the Western Conference is like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's highly competitive. In the Eastern Conference, I remember there was like this moment in the last two, three weeks of the regular season where we had six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All fighting yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. like pl- the the playoff um, cutoff, and I was like, "Dude, that's the Eastern Conference might be a lot more stacked than I thought it was." But. All right, so last year the Jazz had fifty wins, and they're projected oh, at what fifty fifty two. So know they had fifty wins. Yeah, this seems plausible. Fifty two. Okay. Yeah, I mean four uh, or five seed is essentially the same thing, especially in the playoffs because they mm-hmm. they play each other in the first round anyways. Yeah. Um, but you guys think that they're still overrated for just where they're at? Maybe Ooh. not. Maybe just because it's just season. Yeah. I could kind of understand. Right. Yeah. But then also, they did get votes for NBA Finals, like winning yeah, it all. So that's, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's where you guys. Mistake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like accidentally <laughs> put it in oh, the Oh, check the YouTube. Yeah. Oh, I meant someone well, else. I mean, yeah. So this this list is saying, well, I guess what we, we, we failed to point out also is that that means that they will have a be better than the Lakers. Um and see that that's you know, ridiculous. You know what? I think the Lakers and Clippers, they're each gonna lose at least five games because of load management. Right. Because Kawhi loves load management. Yeah, yeah. Just resting players. We're like, what the hell is load management? He doesn't care about basketball, and then he just wins the championship. Yeah, and yeah. Like, he just okay, proves all of us wrong. Load management is legitimate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah. LeBron loves load management, so I mean it's good, you know. But I think they're gonna lose out on a couple games yeah. just because of that. So I don't know. If that would really mean anything. Yeah, I, I think for guys like, well, at least, you know, th- these elite guys, mm-hmm. standing, yes, it does matter, but yeah. not yeah. not to the extent that I think these maybe these fringe teams, these teams that probably aren't going to win it all, like, it matters more to them, you know? So probably yeah. Utah r- wants home court against the Lakers, but uh-huh. to the Lakers, it's not going to, they don't care about yeah. playing one more game in Utah if they need to. I think what sticks out to me the most is the fact that the Pelicans are going to do better than the Kings. Hmm. And I don't know about that, too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the King, the Kings had a pretty phenomenal year. Uh, they did. Very underrated year. Last year. Yeah. yeah. And you have guys like De'Aaron, Buddy Heald, and uh, they're, they're just great together, you know? Yeah, I and mean, so, uh, yeah, I guess the Pelicans thing is that I, yeah, it's I definitely question, a favorite vote because of popularity because I, it's a young Maybe. I question their ability to figure it out that soon. 40 true, wins is true. saying that they're going to yeah, figure yeah. it out, you know? Yeah. And they're going to be there. Yeah. 500. Yeah. So I, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, For sure, they're not going to make the playoffs. But And I do, I would like, I would think the Kings might actually have an outside shot at making the playoffs. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, you think the Mavs have a shot too? I mean, again, I, I really... I'm I'm very much in the belief that when a team is new, I don't expect any like much from them. I see, I see. And and adding such a big piece like Chris Stapps, they still have they have a lot to figure out. Yeah. yeah. You know, if if LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Bosch couldn't figure it out in the first year together, who is like honestly. you can't expect like these True. guys who are yeah. nowhere near that talent mm-hmm. to. I mean, Chris Stapps is good, but just saying like, it, it's gonna it's tough for teams to just yeah, all, right. all of a sudden adjust. Yeah. You know, so. Um, I, that's why I favor the. I would favor the Kings because they had that year together, uh-huh. you know, um, to yeah. to to build their chemistry. Um, but I, I, uh, I said, you know, a few weeks ago that I don't think the Golden State Warriors are gonna make it into the playoffs. Oh yeah, your hot take. Really? Yeah. yeah. It, and I, I, that's just because I don't think Clay's gonna come back. That's why. 
I still see them going to playoffs. Even without Clay? Yeah, that's... Oh. I think... St- you got Willie Collie I guess Stein. it's more of a hope that the Steph Angelo. is just going to yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I think this is Steph's time to shine. Yeah. But I just don't know if it's enough. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's and it's not saying that Steph's not good enough to do that. I just think that just because the West is so competitive and you're... Mm. Dude, Steph's going to... Like, he's playing and the guards are loaded, right? And it's just... Yeah. And not having that one more guy to help you out, as in, not not just scoring, but Clay's doing a lot of the other heavy lifting too. It's just like, it just puts that much more on Steph's shoulders. Like I know D'Lo is going to be able to score twenty and thirty, maybe even forty on on a night, but not like Clay can, right? Yeah. So it's just like, I it's just going to be tough, I think, for Steph to have all of that on him because you can't even do load management because like the yeah. next next guy is like. It's not even Quinn Cook. Who, yeah, I don't even. Yeah, I don't even know their their bench right yeah. now. Is like because their yeah. bench is gone Super pretty much. Super thin. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, we'll see. I think for the majority though, the Western Conference, just because it's always so competitive, like yeah, that's about that's about right. And it yeah. might flip a couple positions here or there, but again, I don't think it it really matters because sure. whether the yeah, it says here the Clippers will be the second seed, but it's like well, they're they're actually more realistically the number one seed, no, yeah. no, regardless of their actual regular season standing exactly. again june like you mentioned they're not thinking about oh how many wins do we got they're thinking about yeah. is Kawhi healthy is paul george healthy that's going to be the main concern sure yeah. and they're going to go from there yeah again Kawhi proved it who cares about number one seed who cares about exactly. that they just have to feel right as long as they make the playoffs they'll yeah. win there so there you go it, it slows down a lot in the playoffs too i hope so. we meet the clippers in the playoffs oh dude that's gonna be good for the NBA, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Lakers yeah. versus Clippers. They oh, have dude. to rig it somehow. <laughs> I don't think they need to rig it, honestly. It's, I think it's this is gonna work out. <laughs> they, they just need to stay healthy. That's what we need to hope true, for. No, true. no serious injuries or yeah, anything like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, um, moving on. I did. I did want to talk about this a little bit because it's a big deal, but not really a big deal. But I just wanted to mention it just for our listeners, just in case they're not following along with this. Uh, but FIBA basketball is is going on. It's happening. The U.S. team is in Australia right now with, you know, they have a few exhibition games to play. Um, but just yesterday, they played Australia. So they played Australia twice. They played them um, earlier in the week. They won. But yesterday, the U.S. team lost. And this is the first time in international competition, whether it's an exhibition game or an actual tournament game, mm-hmm. that they've lost in 13 years in 78 games. What a shame. That's crazy. These guys are trash. And I, I just wanted to mention, oh God. this team is, is led by June's, you know, obvious favorite player, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah, you're right. And yeah. it, it kind of, co- I don't know, maybe it kind of coincides that, that June's, June sees this, uh, he doesn't, not a talentless guy, but a, maybe a little bit overhyped guy. And he True. was touted as he's going to be the leader of this U.S. team. Yeah. Was it was that the narrative? Yeah. What? And, he, and he's a captain, so... Uh, what a joke. Maybe it kind of <laughs> it's kind of showing and I just wanted to just show that hey, this US team might not win it all. Cause Australia yeah. they're they're good, yeah. but they're not a they're not a favorite, but they yeah. kind of exposed Team USA a little bit. So I don't know how FIBA works, but is it kind of like a is it like soccer if you lose one game and you're out immediately? So they're I think they're gonna have um they have a pool. You okay. know how in the World Cup they have like a pool, yeah, and then they uh-huh. you find out your standing from like there. Group A, B, yeah. So C, they're gonna B. do that first, uh-huh. and uh, and then go from there. So they're gonna have a pool. I forgot who's in their pool, but U.S.'s pool is not too bad. Okay. Um, but again, 
Dude, if US loses, dude. <laughs> that's why that's the only thing. If they win, oh. we're not going to hear that much about it. But yeah. if they lose, yeah. we're, we're, yeah. we're going to get the smoke. Yeah. And it's going to fall on guys like Kemba and Donovan who exactly, are who yeah. are touted. So that's kind of the risk that they took. So some of the guys that dropped, you know, dipped out of this tournament after they found out like, okay, Katie's not going to be in it. Yeah. LeBron's not in it. AD's not in it. And guys uh, like Dame and CJ, they're like, uh, uh the I'm not trying to be on this team that is about to lose yeah. to Australia. And they you know? did. Yeah. <laughs> I so think they're all waiting for the Olympics though. Yeah. And then the big guys are. Yeah. yeah. The big guys. Yeah. And then right now it's just the young guys like, have fun this is like the, <laughs> do whatever it's <laughs> like See the third string that's coming out yeah, i don't even know if they're having fun if they're losing games um, Seriously. but definitely the international game is so different and yeah. they man i wa- I was watching the highlights they got so exposed i was like dang i didn't know they're gonna th- it was gonna be that bad for them wow. i knew it was gonna be tough but just they had a problem with they had a problem with defending andrew bogut and aaron baines like <laughs> You know, they just yeah. couldn't Aaron handle... Baines is Australian? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, he's solid, man. But oh. And Patty Mills went for 30. And we oh, know he could do that on, on, on any night. So um, they just have, they just have a, lot, um, a lot to figure out. But just, you know, I just wanted to keep the, the listeners um, just updated with that. That USA actually did lose an exhibition game and they haven't oh, lost wait. in 13 is years. Is Joe Ingles Australian? Yeah, on that dude, he played too. solid too, man. My goodness. Yeah. These guys, these, wait, we gotta, these irritators. Honestly, we we got to give Australia some respect. Hey, then. man, yeah. They have, they have NBA players, you yeah. know, so they're not going to be an easy dub. Wait, dude, shame on Team USA, <laughs> man. Yeah, so they got young though. Like, yeah. Well, majority of them are just like 20. It's an ego but check, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's an ego check. All right, but that's it for FIBA for now. They have another game against Canada coming up. We'll see how oh, that goes. That, that's a sweep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, today, Simon, you mentioned it. It's Mamba Day. Yes, sir. And how can we not give some love and respect to arguably, you know. Our father. <laughs> one one of the greatest players of all time. I think he doesn't get enough love in that conversation. Uh, and He was so easily kicked, kicked out by LeBron, but I think it's a lot closer than people say. Yeah. Um, bias involved i don't care uh but again There's i just no wanted bias. us to talking about you know give some love to kobe and just talk about you know some of our favorite moments that we've watched um yeah if you guys want to share your favorite kobe moment my favorite kobe moment um so in the beginning of the podcast i said it was going to be the game seven uh game seven 2010 finals only because that was the last time he showed up to the finals but i think it's gonna have to be is probably 81 point game performance yeah. only, only because at the at that time in the nba there were no like oh like steph curry threes like just pull up anywhere right. you know and he he's i feel like he was he scored the 81 points in the most genuine manner like two pointers two pointers two pointers free like throws mid ranges yeah, yeah. Like, that's the kobe way yeah exactly and that's oh i respect that so much oh, for sure uh, is it it's crazy because like that Toronto team wasn't that bad either. That um, he played against, there was they had Jalen Rose at that time, and yeah, they had guys. I mean, they weren't yeah. a top team, yeah. but again, Toronto Reg- was winning that game. Yeah, regardless though, eighty one, eighty one. Yeah, yeah it's it's boy. just and untouchable. A win. Yeah, and they won and the, the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like for example, Devin Booker seventy point game um, performance cool but i don't think it's that one was so forced yeah and they lost the game true exactly and it's just it's different i don't think it's a genuine 70 point performance 
but the 81 point game has to be my favorite yeah. of all time i guess for sure that's a that's a great one that's a great one mine's probably the 62 and three quarters oh that's freaking insane yeah if he played all four quarters who knows he would have scored like 300 <laughs> say what but yeah, he, he was lighting <laughs> up. Two hundred in, in the fourth. Yeah, I, could watch, I could watch those highlights all oh, day. For Sixty-two sure. points in three quarters is pretty insane. That's insane. Yeah, it, like you're you have to score twenty points consistently in every yeah. quarter, basically. And that's at least what you're shooting at least about ten shots. Yeah, yeah. And, but that's you. I know you're making ten shots. Yeah, you're making. Yeah, yeah a yeah, quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. And it's, there's something Crazy. about watching Kobe highlights that like it's beautiful. Man. It's different, yeah, man. It's different. It's different. <laughs> it's not like it's pull up threes, you yeah. know. It's it's just he's so technical and so like if if it's one on one, it's not just like he's better than you. He's gonna like break you down. Yeah, like yeah. you know, he he does more than just like oh, I'm just gonna shoot over a guy. Yeah. Or I'm gonna just like be faster than the guy but it's it's like he breaks you down to like a yeah, mental level it's just you're like, like even more you with Kobe. bad that like you you're unable to stop this yeah. guy so dude yeah watching him him score is, is always fun to watch uh for me personally i mean i'm a huge olympics guy so uh when kobe was joining that 2008 redeem team i was like oh this is awesome kobe bryant playing for team usa i just really love that idea and then when it came down to it for the gold medal game it's neck and neck with team spain Pau mm-hmm. Gasol's on that team, and Kobe just takes over. You know what's really funny? It's we're on the tenth episode, right? Yeah. Today's Mamba Day. You wore ten. Exactly. It just it just yeah. it works out, man. It, it's destiny. Kobe. Yeah. Kobe just we come need in, we come need Kobe again. on the podcast. We do, man. That would really be awesome. But then but it would cost millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably bring his helicopter here too. My goodness, yeah, Kobe but, is a goat. Kobe, man. I mean, and these are just a few of his great moments, right? There's and th- there's always there's even little ones, like little little stories here and there about Kobe that are always funny too. Like that one interview. Oh yeah. <laughs> Job finished. Job yeah. finished. So yeah, I mean, Kobe is Kobe. Much love and respect. Sure. You know, um, is he the greatest Laker of all time? Let's just really quick. Oh yeah, he's the greatest Laker of all time. Really? Yeah, bro. Greatest Laker of all time? He's the greatest Laker of all time. Greatest Laker of all time. Who are you going to say, Kareem? No, I mean, there's Magic. That's why. K- Matt, what? Magic is... You're li- t- nah. I'm not, okay, I'm not saying... Okay, I'm just saying it's very close. Like. No way. It's not close, man. I don't know, man. Um, a 6'8 point guard is pretty godly doesn't matter about your height and yeah i know yeah it it really doesn't matter about your height or position i understand but i'm just saying like because magic was just that great of a player to me i feel like i don't know but yeah i i personally i would say kobe too but i just i just think there's so many great lakers out there like yeah we're a stack squad but yeah like even magic said himself bro kobe is the greatest laker of all he did say that and just i think you know as as much as we say that there's not going to be a player like jordan ever again like there's not going to be a player like kobe ever again sure and i just miss i miss kobe being in the nba honestly yeah Yeah, seriously it was a different (laughs) it it was different and he was different honestly Uh uh-huh um but again much respect much love to kobe all right but that's it for today guys thank you june for joining us on our episode 10 on mamba day yes sir it's good to have you back 
see you guys later peace out hey guys we hope you enjoyed the episode in honor of mamba day and more so to celebrate episode 10 of our podcast we are excited to announce a special giveaway for you the listeners so please go to our instagram at the avg ballers and give us a follow we will post a special giveaway announcement on our instagram account after this episode has been released so you'll want to stay tuned for more information and again you can find more episodes of the podcast on soundcloud apple Podcasts, and spotify just search the average ballers podcast please follow subscribe and share Remember, don't forget to follow us on Instagram for more information on our special giveaway. And as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate all the love and support.